This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off using the code SWN20 for that 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Hello and welcome to the SWN podcast. I'm your host as always, Billy. I'm joined by another returning guest. Uh, I think you're the first returning guest this season, actually. Uh, way back in episode 154, which was June 2022, I spoke to a fresh-faced Daisy Jenkins, a couple matches into the into the biz, and she's back on the show with quite a few more matches under your belt. Just a couple. It's just a couple, which we're going to dive, dive into. Um, I've, I've already asked you off, off recording, but it's now on the record. How you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Good, good. On the record, I am fantastic. Absolutely cannot good. complain at all in the slightest. Off the record, maybe different, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's all it's all good. It's 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 good. Like like we we're saying just off. This is the height of a heat wave. Oh no, actually, this is the heat wave now just dissipating a little bit. The weekend was horrific uh, as yeah, we're recording this, and and now we're just it's, it's well up here anyway. It's a little bit cooler. Um, Still got a little bit of a heat to it, so you can still get your washing out because I'm old. That's now what I think about. Uh, more likely, when you look out in the morning, you see the weather. You go, hey, get my get my sheets out today. It's for the washing out. Yeah, uh, get the sheets out, it's and the then simple things. The simple things. You, you've you've got to find the the little things to be excited about when you're when you're. Well, we're the same age, pretty much, and I'm I'm the one that's getting excited by by putting my washing out, and you're gallivanting around the world beating people up. So <laughs> that's. That's that's the that's the sliding doors of life. <laughs> so so yeah, like I said, it has been a few a few matches since our last chat way back when. Um, you just started. You had, I think you had your match at ICW. Maybe had a couple one one or two matches elsewhere, and then since then, it's been coming up daisy, uh, so to speak. So how how has how what are your thoughts on your wrestling career so far in that last year since we last spoke? mental absolutely mental um i've said it a few times on a couple of other podcasts and i think like i've posted about it a couple of times as well but i think especially when i first started because i was a little bit older when i started i never expected it to be anything more than you know potentially getting a match or you know working towards something and everything that i've done in the past year and the past sort of however long it's been since we last spoke has just been an absolute dream come true like I couldn't if I was to write it down at the beginning if someone came to me and said how would you want this to go and I wrote it down I couldn't have written it down better than the way that it's going so um, I'm loving every single minute and I just want to keep going and see what the what the future holds because I Every time something new comes up, I'm I'm blown away by it. So, got lots to talk about for sure. Absolutely. And um, when I was speaking to to Andy when we had Andy Roberts on um, to talk about one of the FPWA shows, um, we were we were talking about the people that are on it and yourself. You came up and we, we did speak about that. That that seems to be the thing that pops up. It's like the you're you're kind of our version at the moment of like the the DDP trope um, kind of thing, the Batista trope. As in, it started a bit later, but they've they've went full full uh all in i suppose that's probably the better way to put it i went all in on it and 
he was pretty much saying things like because because of that you're just making sure you make every opportunity the best opportunity which is what you've done uh, in the last year and a half um certainly anyway which uh, is is that conscious you just went right i need to I, if i'm going to only do this once i'm going to make sure it's the best thing i can do yeah absolutely um i don't waste a minute uh, i think with being older and starting it um i just wanted to soak up as much as i possibly could um and i tried to train as much as possible and i and i still do um so every chance that i get i'm in the ring um i'm learning from new people different people as many people as i possibly can and um, just trying to soak it all in and try to apply it um it's also taking feedback and trying to apply that as quickly as possible as well just to um sort of keep the momentum going and it can be quite draining at times but i think like it goes back to what you said you know if you've got one chance at something you know you've got to make it count so that does go through my mind every single day um and I, I probably think about it way too much um and i probably um let other things sort of i, I probably don't spend as much time on other things than, than i maybe should but it's starting to get to the point now where you know i'm a lot more confident so i don't need to spend so much time worrying or anything like that which has been a bit of a um bad habit of mine over the past year and a half but we're finally getting to the point where i feel like I maybe have a bit more balance um but it's exactly what you said it's go all in or you know it's that go big or go home type feeling that i have um and i'm just trying to do the best that i possibly can so i'm just having a look last time we spoke it would have been um about a week or so maybe after your match at uh, community pro uh mm. against ellie armstrong and harmony sky so that's that's how far back we are with with uh yeah with everything and then straight after that the month after you ended up at, at fair city wrestling in a title match uh so that's mad. That's the kind yeah. of thing. Kind of thing. Um, so when it, when it came to putting yourself out, out there, like you're saying, it's you're taking advantage. You have to make every opportunity count. Were you quick to try and put a CV out? Was it were more word of mouth? How did you end up coming by these opportunities? Was it just turning up to shows, going, "Have you got a spot?" Just how did it work? It was a bit of everything, to be honest. Um, it was more word of mouth than anything, um, and I just tried to put as much out on social media as I possibly could. Um, and I think obviously working with Andy, um, people would ask for recommendations and and he would put me forward for things. And then, you know, there was a little bit of pressure with all of that, with still being so new, it's kind of like, okay, well, I'm already yet. Um, and, you know, going into every single opportunity that I got, wanting to prove myself and, you know, prove that it would be worth having me back. Um, which has worked out um, in, the, in the majority of cases. Um, but I think certainly to begin with, it was it was very quick. Um, things just kept coming one after the other um, and it was hard to keep up with. But, um, you know, I'm glad that I managed to, to perform the way that I did so that people did want to see me again and, and wanted me to come back. And then it's just kind of went from there, to be honest. Um, you get asked back places, the more opportunities you get, the more kind of more experienced people you you get put in with, um, it'll just build from there. And I've been extremely lucky for the way that it's worked out that way. Um so yeah, it was just a bit it was a bit crazy and it still is. <laughs> it's just one especially when you when you're looking for references. I mean there's few 
bit better you could have in your like your reference check sheet of Andy Roberts, um, who else at CPW, uh, Jason Reed, maybe uh, Johnny Lyons, or you, you know, you, they're, they're they're guys that have been around the block quite a bit, so they they've seen they've seen the good and the very bad. Uh, so if if there's anyone in your in your like, kind of like reference CV point where you can go, yeah, this guy, see what I can do in training and see what I can do. That's that's a pretty good trio or, or two or three folk that you can have in your in your back pocket to call upon. Yeah, absolutely. I'm extremely lucky. Um, and I mean, it's, it's not only that. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm from this side. I'm on the other side of the of the barrier, and clearly, I can see what work you're work putting in. Not only because of of your looks quite unique when it comes to the wrestling, because you've got the throw like most of the time you've got the throwback uh, 80s gear. But I'm gonna, I'm going to speak about tassels soon. Because I'm I'm yeah. very intrigued about that, uh, but but you've also got you you also do the social media aspect to it, which I think sometimes is lost for maybe not so much newer folk, but just in general, where you need to sell people to come to the building to see you. So when it comes to things like match footage, is that one of the first things after you get advice, of course, and how you could do better? Because I know, as you've said, you're an overthinker, so you'll probably think yeah. about every little thing you've done wrong in a match before you think of the good stuff. Uh, but yeah. is is getting match footage one of the most important things for you so you can make these reels and make sure you can advertise yourself and shows at the same time? Yeah. Um and I think to begin with it was it was important just to watch things back and kind of see how I looked and how I could improve. So if someone would give me feedback, I could go back and look at that and go, right, okay, I, I see what they meant there. Um obviously I could clip little bits um here and there with things that I thought went well but on the whole at the beginning I was I was I was very um reluctant to to share footage if I because I was sort of like my my biggest critic so um it was mostly just photos and things but um when you do have good footage it, it makes a huge difference um because you can kind of show certainly you can show progression and that's you know sometimes what it's all about of you know like um, this is where I started and this is where I am now and you know this is the stuff that I've been learning and this is what I learned from you and I took it with me and I went and done it here and this is a video of me doing it you know um, but it's it's good especially now going into matches with people um, maybe for the second or third time you can start to build like a little bit of a, a buzz around what it is that you're going to be doing because you've had matches before Um so it's certainly something that I enjoy doing. I do all of the social media stuff myself and I've kind of taught myself how to make all these cool reels and, and things like that. And it's something that I'm enjoying. It's, it's, it's a part of it that I do like doing. Um, it's hard to get match footage sometimes, but um, I've been a little bit more um, confident with asking people to to take pictures and, and send me clips and things like that. So um, I do recommend that people do that. Um, and... I think people enjoy watching what I've been putting out, so it's it's good. It's you know I get a lot of good feedback from it and a lot of um, a lot of love for the things that I put out there. So it's good. It baffles me that I mean, unless you've got uh, a weekly or or whatever, like um, we've got uh, Pro Two does their show and FCW does their show. I don't I don't understand why we can't get to see matches if you're not putting them out in a platform uh, uh, yeah. to be paid for. Um, which like I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm up in the northeast, so I only get to see wrestling live because you know, cost of living and whatever. Uh, one maybe once a month, twice a month if I'm if I'm very lucky. Um, so yeah. I don't get to see half these shows, but I would love to. Uh, but yeah, just 
that's a that's a pet peeve for wrestling just for me in general but i'll i'll uh, i'll leave that to the side because this is not uh me ranting it's an interview with yourself instead uh, <laughs> so we, we were talking about the footage then one of your big opportunities came a couple of months later which was uh dane spot which is community which is yes. copenhagen championship wrestling and they were taping that show um i think i think they were for their for their well, no they were were they who knows yeah they took it for danish television <laughs> danish television that was it i wasn't sure if it was that or their grunge show um you had a little bit of experience with working a hard cam for icw so did you did you feel like you kind of knew how to, to come into that or was it just a little bit different and how it was set up yeah i mean that sort of thing has been quite interesting for me um especially with working with people um, sort of across the country who have never worked a taping before um, and a lot of our training is sort of based around that positioning for cameras um, because of the way that our school set up the ring only faces out one way um, so we sort of see that as you know the front of the ring is the crowd side and also hard cam side so it's just drilled into me at this point of you know what way to do things and and what position to be in um so certainly for icw at the beginning um you know it was in my head of what way i wanted to to run certain things or where i needed to be for a certain aspect and then the more that i done that um the more it just kind of sticks in in your head so going to other places where there is a camera it's it feels natural to me now um and then obviously if you've got a crowd and a camera you kind of you 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 kind of pick and choose which which way you're going to do it with prioritizing the crowd obviously um because they're the ones who are in the building um but yeah it was it's it's just one of those things it's it, like i don't not that i don't think about it but when i'm before before matches i certainly think about it um and then i just find myself looking for cameras now especially um and even photos getting good photos in the match you know like looking for the photographer um it's a really interesting aspect to it that you wouldn't have really thought about before getting into it of being in the right position and you know what your face is doing and all that sort of stuff because you can get some terrible photos too um so um yeah it's a really interesting aspect actually it's a good question thank you uh there's someone who who now like does the montages for the road trip episodes i've i can attest that yeah there's some awful pictures that i've taken and it's no fault of of the person in the ring it's just just a split second moment that can go from from uh, just a nice face to just yeah. something that you don't yeah. know what what it is. Uh, but the point about about you asking for pictures and asking for photos, or um, that's the same thing. Videos uh, is it also drives your fan engagement up as well, which is a nice little bonus at the same time because you're you're asking fans to get involved with you and they like support me by doing and it's it's free. You know, it's not like yeah. they have to buy merch, although you've got merch, which we will plug. Uh, but do. you don't have to buy yeah. merch. Just take a picture and that helps you. It helps them. It gets them involved. It's just, uh, when you look at wrestling in a, in a business sense and that kind of thing, it, it is very interesting. And same with, with like working a hard cam side and all that kind of stuff. It's, um, you know, things you don't think about until you actually do it kind of thing, isn't it? Um, so moving on from that, good discovery. Uh, as well we're, we're gonna rattle through your last, last 18 months and then we've got loads yeah. of questions it seems but we've got discovery which is a, a probably one of the best promotions or one of the biggest promotions in scotland right now so it's a big opportunity against lana austin who i don't think he would have faced at this point uh 
I mean, that's what, what, seven months in at that point. So that's, it, you talked about like not enjoying your, well, not enjoying your performance, be critical of your own performances. But when you come to getting a match like Discovery with a very, are they a vocal crowd? Are they more like a kind of in-betweeny Marky, no Mark, Mark's not the word I want to look for, uh, but more more uh, in tune with independent wrestling uh, crowd. Uh-huh. And you're against Lana Austin, who's got a, bit of a big reputation how do you approach yeah. a match like that? Do you just watch lots of footage so you know what she can do, what you can do around it? What's your kind of process for a bigger opponent? Yeah, I mean, that's been my sort of approach to everything um, over the past sort of 18 months because I've been in with so many new and experienced people. I've always made sure that before I go into a match, I, I watch what they do um, so that I'm prepared in that way. Um, and it was no different with that one. I'd I'd met Lana before, um, so it was, but you know, it was no less nerve wracking, um, and it was probably the biggest opportunity at, at that point that I'd had, especially with being on the anniversary show and things like that. It was, you know, it was a big crowd, um, but I just had to trust it. Just had to trust the process and and kind of, you know, trust that I'd trained hard enough to to be in the position that I was in. And I think I got asked on I got asked about that same match on on another podcast, and I think I said, um, you know, when I when I got opportunities like that, I, I the first thing I would always think was, well, why me? And then it kind of got to the point where I would be like, well, why not me? Um, so it's just preparing yourself as much as possible um, and putting on the best performance that I possibly could. And and I loved that match. It was it was brilliant, and I think it was a real um a real showcase of of how far I'd come in such a short space of time um and that if you put me in with experienced people then I'll I'll step up um so I I do hold that one very close to my heart I think because it was it was a definite confidence booster for me um and discovery is probably my one of my favorite places to work um it's just everything about it is just amazing <laughs> But you mentioned that the the uh, why not well the the why me to to why not me but you're one of those wrestlers that that like I said you you're quite unique when it comes to your presentation and your style which is not something which is great now in Scottish wrestling because I don't think there's any one wrestler especially the, the women's side of things that are the same everyone's got a a thing now a character they're not just this is the women's match kind of thing there's there's stuff to yeah. to at least gravitate towards. Um, I'm going to speak about tassels because I'm I'm just you see <laughs> there's so there's a little bit there was a time where of course you were the Sherry Martel look uh, which you, you still you still have you still bring back and then I was noticing that every so often you were trying this this different kind of gear a little bit of the face paint and the big tassel jacket I was going for I was in my head I was going like a Mickey James kind of jacket you know the hardcore country kind of stuff um, and then yeah. you'd come back to the Sherry Martel thing was this just you trying to maybe just try and branch out a little bit just to create Daisy Jenkins instead of, of an 80s throwback? What was your kind of, what was your process there? Yeah, so I mean, if if you look closely at all of the gear, I still try to to keep it sort of 80s slash 90s um, inspired. It's just um, the original gear in my mind is like perfect for family friendly shows. Um, you know, kids, Look, think I look like a superhero and the parents understand what it is that I'm trying to throw back to. Um, 
but I do think that it can make me look um, potentially, what's the best word for it? Um, intimidating is not the word, but doesn't look like I'm, you know, it maybe looks like I can be overlooked looking like that. You know, I'm there just right. to have fun, blah, 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 blah. Um, whereas the other gear is just, it's an expression of my sort of um, progression in myself, The not just in wrestling, but personally in terms of confidence and things like that. Um, and just feeling like a wrestler. Not that I didn't in the other gear, because, you know, I wore it on on Thursday and, and we know what the, the result of that was, but okay. um, it's just having a different look and just, you know, bringing something different. Um, I do plan on having the makeup regardless of what gear I'm wearing. Um, it's just unfortunate that sometimes women's locker rooms don't have mirrors in them for some reason. Um, so it's very hard to do on a, on a small mirror. Um, but it's, it's kind of what you're saying. It's trying to feel out who, who Daisy Jenkins is and, and have different looks for for different shows, and I think um, I do see some shows as almost like special occasions. So having a different look for that just makes me feel more confident about it. You you mentioned confidence. That that was kind of my thought because it's a bit more because firstly your eighties throwback gears, everything's covered pretty much uh, except your arms. Uh, but this <laughs> one's it's a, it's a little bit more on show kind of thing, and and you're it's a bit more of a traditional kind of wrestling. <laughs> nowadays more wrestling gear kind of thing um so it's you say it's more about confidence so is that just more of a case of confident being able to express yourself a bit more as well um that, that people aren't gonna i don't know negatively say anything towards your gear now that you because you feel confident in it kind of thing and i'm rambling here but is, is that kind of the, the same thing Com you're also confident in your own skin as well as your abilities, um, I think so a little bit. I'm I'm also not really one for focusing on if anybody wants to say anything negative towards me. I kind of feel like if anyone has any anything negative to say, then it's a projection of their own insecurities. Um, so I'm not one to kind of um feel a certain way about that, and I would never choose gear for the worry that somebody would say something because right. then you'd never decide on anything. Um. So it's it's more just about my own personal confidence and like confidence in the ring and just how I want to portray myself in that given situation, in that given match, with that given role or whatever it is. Um but the tassels are are, are the most fun part of it. So that's yeah. why I chose. <laughs> <laughs> how often do you just spend the time just swishing before you, you go anywhere, uh, go out to the, the, the ring? I actually try not to because I get caught in stuff. Um, so, and it all gets caught together because there's a lot of zips and sequins and, and things like that. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I try not to, I, I just kind of keep my arms down, um, by my side until I, until I jump out. It's also very hard to take that jacket off. Um, so I have to be very careful that I don't embarrass myself, like try to take it off like halfway through, but yeah. Um, you talked about talking about like not taking on negativity in that kind of respect i think that's that's probably another advantage of you being um a bit a bit older and being an adult when you're coming to wrestling you're not you're not an uh, 18 year old who's who's thinking of every negative thing that po people could possibly say in the world uh, you're coming in as a as a as a grown-ass woman yeah. <laughs> you're just like oh i'm here to do my job i don't care as long as i feel confident as long as my my superiors my peers that's fair 
our peers that are confident in myth and that's really all that matters you know kind of thing it's it's a really nice nice outlook to have especially when i'm speaking to guys that are guys or girls that are maybe a year in but they're still like 17 and they're terrified that people will will uh call them bald because they've got maybe a tiny the tiniest faint look of a bald spot and that's that's them their whole year ruined in that moment um it's just a it's a nice outlook it's anyway. It's not to say that comments haven't affected me, but I I feel like I've got um, tools to kind of bring myself round to to what I feel like my truth is, and I've got an incredible support network, um, both outside of wrestling and inside of wrestling. So um, there's always someone that I can talk to, um, you know. So I, I don't. I used to feel quite lonely with it at the beginning, but that was just. For purely not really knowing anyone, um, whereas now, um, it's it's you know it's it's really something in terms of the amount of support that that I have. So I I don't feel like I need to let any negativity affect what I'm doing because it, you know it's it's not going to help anyone. Um, and maybe they were just having a bad day, uh, so it doesn't it doesn't. Yeah, not that it doesn't bother me, but I, I try not to let it mm-hmm. affect me. Let's move on to some positivity then. We've, we've dwelled a little bit there, so we can we can pick it up with a, a little bit of fun. So, first, um, first day, Five Pro, Five Pro Wrestling Asylum. Andy will hate that. Uh, I've been kind of doing a versus series at the moment. They've been um, bringing, inviting schools, going to schools, and 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 uh, just kind of battling it out so the iron girders mm-hmm. which had a match uh, up, up recently and back in june i think it was um but the one i want to speak about is new wave so a new yep. wave wrestling academy uh, they came up so from wales they came up here uh, you had a match with uh, danny luna which former nxt uk star currently in impact wrestling and uh, that's probably i mean you've you've wrestled emerson jane by that point you've wrestled lana as you mentioned uh, and those that have been in like like uh, Molly Spartan, who have done big things, but I'd say Danny Luna is probably one of your biggest opponents you would have had, certainly at that point. Uh, yeah. So when you, when, when you, again, a lot of things I say is process. That seems to be the buzzword for my for me today. But when you process some going into a match with someone who has done NXT UK stuff, who's in Impact and has got quite a big hype uh, as well because she was able to make it to to those companies. Um, yeah, how do you how do you approach it? Is it just one of those things where again you just look through the footage, see what you can you can work with, what you can do with it, or is one of those kind of matches just a bit more nerve wracking for you because of the reputation Danny would have? Yeah, all of that. So same process. Um, again, I'd I'd met Danny Luna before, um, and I watched everything of hers that I could. Um, I was terrified for that match. I I understood how you know how big of an opportunity it was for me um and the reasons why Andy had had booked that match um and there was you know the the wanting to prove myself and and again that sort of thing that I spoke about earlier of you know put me in with experienced people and I'll and I'll step up kind of thing um not to say that I was disappointed with how that match went but it was I was way too nervous for it um I enjoyed myself. It was it was a great match. I loved working with her. I could wrestle her every single day. Um 
but I needed that match and I needed that opportunity to actually level up afterwards. It was after that that everything started kind of falling into place and I felt like things clicked. Um, whether it was, you know, the way that we worked together, the way that it was, you know, put together and the, and the way that it ended up being, um, whatever it was, the culmination of all of that um, sort of led to the way that I approach things now. Um, so again, it's one of my favourite matches for that. Um, and I appreciate her for everything um, that she supported me with since as well. So um, yeah, it was it was one of my favourites and it was, it was a great night. Like those truth shows are just something special. Um, and that one was for sure. I was, I was having a look from that point onwards, yeah, because you had, uh, that was Danny Luna, that was March 2023. So that point on, you did uh, Copenhagen Championship Wrestling again. You were back at ICW, just stuff for girders, and you were down to Wales. Uh, so <laughs> that's a fair distance to go for, to, to, to wrestle. I know, you, I think you said in your last one that you, you do do a bit of traveling for your, for the, you know, the fake work that you do outside yeah. of wrestling. Uh, <laughs> but, but going down to Wales to, to do wrestling is that was that your first proper big road trip kind of thing with yeah. with everyone and did you did you learn a few things maybe you didn't want to learn in that kind of in those hours <laughs> it was it was a long car journey there and the one back was even longer because the car broke a little so it ended up being like 12 hours back um so yes i learned a lot stuff that i will not say outside of that car um, but it was a lot of fun. Um, it was the first time that I'd wrestled outside of Scotland. So again, it was, you know, such a huge opportunity. Um, and, you know, New Wave are incredibly special. Um, just the combination of people and the shows that they put on, they're absolutely phenomenal. So to have been a small part of it um, was, yeah, very overwhelming and, and a lot of fun. Um it was the first time that I had properly played heel as well. If we're going to go into the sort of um, I I am very interested to see what da- Daisy Jenkins is as as a heel because every time I've I've seen little footage and, and photos, you're just smiley and happy. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine it any other way. <laughs> well, I've, do you know, the past five weeks basically has, has been all of that. So there will be footage at some point. <laughs> Excuse me, but um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I I really en- I I really enjoy Wales just in general. Um, I've you know I've been over to train a couple of more times, not as much as I wanted to. Um, but yeah, New Wave are exceptionally special, and I would implore anyone to keep an eye out on anyone who's coming out of there. And you mentioned that was the first time wrestling outside of Scotland. I, I did listen to your your chat with Touchgrass Wrestling because mm-hmm. um, that brings me to my next next talking point here, which is yeah. WrestleFest uh, yeah. DXB up at, just you know just casually in Dubai, you know, just, you know, <laughs> just the uh, Scotland Wales Dubai Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, yeah. I've heard a bit about WrestleFest because I think. Um, uh, it was mentioned in that podcast, but uh, Jason Reed, I saw he he he's done a little bit there, and he's done a little bit there as well. And I, I was hearing when, when you were speaking to the guys at Touch Grass, I was I was the first thing I wrote down afterwards was superstar experience was my was my my notes because it sounded like you were just treated like like a queen when you were yeah. there kind of thing. 
uh, because yeah. you're getting picked up, you know, getting to do all this cool stuff. And was that was that a moment where you could sit back and go, yeah, I think I've, I've not that you've made it, but it's like, yeah, this is probably one of the best thing, best wrestling experiences I've had. I haven't even had the match yet, kind of thing. Was yeah. it? <laughs> it was surreal. It was it was really surreal because it was it was the two aspects of my life all all in the same one. I was out there for work and. And I managed to do the wrestling as well. And it was just the first time that I'd ever really went somewhere by myself, like completely by myself. And the only people that I knew out there was obviously, um, I'd met Shaheen a couple of months earlier than that um, because he came and worked with us at FPWA um, on that um, FPWA New Wave show. Um, so... I went and trained at their training school for a couple of nights and then we had the show on the Saturday and it was just honestly bonkers. Like it was, I was standing there and just like, I couldn't believe that it was for me. You know, I was like, how am I, how have I ended up here? And how am I like, just as my music hit, I'm standing behind the curtain going, this is crazy. Like you're just about to jump out there and you're in Dubai. It was just, yeah, it's my favorite experience, not just in wrestling, but I think just one of my favorite experiences in in my whole life. Um, the amount that you can pack into four or five days if you want to, you know, is is incredible. It's it's just when you were recounting it, um, and I, I recommend anyone to go go to that uh, touch grass guys. They seem to be really. It's a really good good uh setup they have for their chats yeah uh but it, it's it just sounded just yeah incredible that you you kind of got there you did, did a bit of was a hand gliding a bit of all that kind of stuff and and all that and then yeah you're wrestling not even just a match though you're against one of one of their one of the first graduates is one of their their first women's matches probably in that in there as well it's 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 not just yeah. it's not just heading over there and having a match it's, you're a part of history at the same time not to put yeah, any additional was, pressure into you onto that particular match for you, but it's quite big. Yeah, it was it was crazy. It was um you know second ever women's match in Dubai, um first ever women's match between international talent and local talent, um and it felt special. You know, everybody understood it. Everybody got it. Everybody in that room understood how special it was. Um. And she'd never really had a proper match before. She'd done a couple of bits um, on some previous shows, so maybe like shorter matches. Um, and Shaheen kind of gave us kind of creative freedom almost. He, you know, he kind of gave it to me, and because I, I, you know, I went and trained and stuff. He was kind of, you know, see, see what you think, see what you can do, and just go out and have fun. It was essentially the the remit for it. Um, but the crowd out there are incredible. Absolutely incredible. They absolutely love it. And, you know, if you do something that they've never seen before, they go crazy. And it's just electric. Like, when you watch back the videos, it's loud. But when you're there in person, it is so loud. And that was the thing that Andy and Jason Reed told me before I went out was just enjoy the crowd because you'll never feel anything else like it. And that's exactly what I've done. So when you come to think of it, though, what was that? That was me. So you're... Well, a, about a year you've been you've been doing this uh, at that point and just to think, yeah i mean in ring of course you, you would have been training yeah. beforehand but um that, so a year you went from from um 
a match where you probably you got flattened a bit by uh, Teonga at uh, ICW yeah. at, at the Asylum, and then a year later ish, you're in front of a rabid Dubai crowd for a historic match, uh, yeah. which you were there on on your own. There wasn't anyone else with you, kind of thing. You you, you got there yourself, and it's just that it, it seems to be a, a nice kind of closing of your first your rookie year chapter, uh, and it couldn't, yeah. couldn't have been an, an any better kind of closing. Into, into yeah, the I'm actually getting emotional listening to you say it like that. Yeah, that's why I do like make my guests cry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll try not cry, but yeah, absolutely mental. <laughs> but uh, so from that point onwards, then you you were back in Kirk and Tilly the month after. So you know, it was it was a little, a little bit of the come down, I suppose. It wasn't as exciting as as. Uh, yeah, the Kirk crowd's just as mad. I'll tell you that. I don't doubt that for a second because uh, if it's any anything like. Any any crowd that seems to be looking sharps involved with, there's always some sort of just madness involved. Um, but that that in itself was also a historic match at, at Copenhagen Championship Wrestling, which was uh, the uh, Alice Inc, yourself, Lexi Lux, Ruby Roberts. So I think it was their first like femme fatal four way. Uh, for oh yeah, for that was Copenhagen. just um, that was just the start of last month. Um. Oh yeah. So it is August. There we go. Right. I've cage match has missed a month. But we're we're fine. We're, we're we're all good. But yeah, so but it's still going from from the historic Dubai to to Kirkintilic, which the the crowd's more terrifying than maybe uh, uh electric. Uh, but that that in itself, when I saw that match announced, I was I was super excited because I've seen Lexi Lux before. We've interviewed her on this podcast, and she seems like the most terrifying person I may may ever never meet in in real life. Uh, Ruby. Yeah know what Ruby's all about. Uh, Alice Sink, a name I heard quite a lot. We've got to chat with her on the podcast as well. Realising that all four of these I've, I've had a chat with, which is nice. Well, that's cool. Yeah, there you go. Um, it's, it's cool when I see wrestling cards come up and I go, yep, got them. Got them. I'm going to have to get them now. <laughs> complete it. But uh, that's still a big match. Uh, and Lexi is a bit more of a hardcore wrestler. Alice has is, is got uh, more of a kickboxing background. Our can't remember what the her martial art discipline is. It was a couple months ago since I spoke to her. Ruby's a brawler, and yourself, you've got the kind of lucha, a little bit of technical hybrid kind of style. So it's a nice mix of everything. Was that kind of a match where I don't want to say dream match, but it's a match that you could you could maybe play about with some different styles in in with uh, obviously trying to win the match itself. Yeah, it was um, it was an interesting uh, dynamic as well. Um, just like you say, in terms of styles, so trying to prepare for that is is very difficult because you have to be almost prepared for everything. Um, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, um, and especially getting to wrestle Alice because I'd seen a lot of her stuff beforehand, um, and you know, I always enjoy working with Ruby and meeting Lexi as well. So. Um, yeah, it was a really good night. I really enjoyed that. And again, like the confidence taken away from doing these different types of matches because you can get used to doing singles matches and then, you know, you get put in a in a four-way and it's, you know, completely different. Completely different. Um, and you kind of have to think on your feet quite a lot of time and they're usually longer too and your, you know, timing and all that sort of stuff is 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 a bit mad. So... Yeah, it was a great experience. I really enjoyed that one. And before we, we move on to the questions, which there seems to be lots of, um, okay. we're going to go from this this past week or this past Thursday. Um, 
for those that are unaware, we were actually due to have our chat last Monday, but mm. we had to move it to, to this Monday where we're speaking. And I'm, I'm very glad that we did because uh, at Truth or Dare, uh, FPWA's Truth or Dare, uh, you became officially the hardest wrestler, or I think you're still the hardest man. That's how it's classed as. You're the hardest man in Fife. I am. So you defeated Tommy Cartel, the previous hardest man in Fife, uh, Duke Cannon, Hunter Sampson, and Talon Jr. And okay. uh, you, 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 you're, it's official. You're the hardest it's man official. in Fife. It's official. I am the hardest man in Fife. So I know these, yeah. <laughs> I know both. Uh, so so I I hear about I hear about these FPWA shows, and like you said, you've already mentioned truth being a, a, a great atmosphere. Um, Tommy, of course, has been running riot at, at those truth shows for quite a while, talking a big game and and backing mm-hmm. it up at that time, and which is riling people up. Uh, was there just a massive, like I don't know out worth of breath that people finally saw Tommy Cartel dethroned and you were now the hardest wrestler in Fife was what was what was that moment when the three count was made? Oh everyone loved it. Everyone went mad. Apart from Tommy. Um if you look at one of my latest photos where I'm standing in the ring, you can see all the other guys on the ground and you can see Tommy with his hands, the head in his hands, um realizing that he'd that he'd missed out. Um but it was, uh, yeah, the reaction to that was unbelievable. It was a lot of fun. When you see something like that, though, of course, nowadays we're, we're getting to the case of where, where everyone's a wrestler. It's not women's wrestling, big uh, men wrestling, etc. But if you went back maybe five years ago, at, you probably wouldn't have ever got an opportunity like that because, because you're a woman. And so mm. to now go into that and you're, you're, are the hardest wrestler in Fife, and you've you've got the the win and the the tick in the win column to prove it. Um, it's not only having those big moments like in Dubai, but also that's, that's a big moment for for just wrestling, women's wrestling in general. That when you look at it, you came in, you're the only female there, and you came out the winner at the same time. And yeah. that's just a another cool accolade to throw into Daisy Jenkins. Like just just less than two years in in this this world. Um, it's huge it's huge and like you know it's especially you know there's a video of my entrance into that match because you you've got five people it can end at any time um but somebody new comes out every sort of like two minutes or or so um and somebody filmed my entrance into that match and you can hear little kids talking about the fact like Oh wow! How how is she going to do this? Because all of the other ones in there are boys, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like just watch me, you know. Um, so I think it's cool to have a dynamic like that, um, especially for kids watching, because um, they get to see cool stuff. Um, but also it kind of just shows that it's it's wrestling, you know. The girls can be as good as the guys um and you know depending on on who you're in with it's just it's the luck of the draw so i came out on top that night and then those kids one of the at least one of them maybe it's a, one of the kids is a girl and they're gonna go well I, she can do that i can i can be a wrestler and and beat all the big yeah. boys up as well that's so, it it's inspiring folk as well as being being the hardest sure. wrestler in five um so i'm gonna 
scroll past all the pictures of my child to try and find the the, uh-huh. the questions. Because uh, it wouldn't be a podcast that we mention them at least once. It's like it's like mentioning WrestleZone in one of these podcasts. It happens at least once every time. Um, <laughs> right. So we'll, we'll jump into the ones that, that were sent to yourself. Um, and then cause I've got like a few that got sent to me. Um, what we've kind of answered in our previous chat was Callum Mack asking how old were we were you when you got into wrestling and who inspired you? So I'll I'll refer him back to that first chat, but I'll tweet the question as in who's inspiring you now? So who who are you watching now that you're mm-hmm. a year in, you're seeing who you can kind of pick pieces from to to make Daisy Jenkins even more evolved? Oh, that's so interesting. Um I think my inspiration is coming from those that are around me. So um the more I get to wrestle Emerson Jane, Molly Spartan, um, Casey, um, and you know, the more that I branch out um into like different promotions and I've that I've now done two uh, two shows down south as well. So getting sort of more in into the UK scene um rather than just solely Scotland. Um is kind of opening up new opportunities and and kind of showing me the level that I want to get to um and kind of having the support of of the women that are at the top of the scene um in the UK um really does inspire me to try and get to the same level or as do as best as I can to to be, to be involved in it in my own way so I've got redfield First from FPWA, just asking for what your goals on the back half or for the back half of twenty twenty three. Okay, um, so I've pretty much met all of my goals for this year. Um, the only one that I've got left is to hit a move from the top rope. Um, so we'll see if that if that comes true. Um, but other than that, I've got some really cool matches coming up. Um, not many of them are announced yet, um, but I just want to have fun with all of them. I just want to end the year on a high um, and be able to look back on the 31st of December and go, what the hell was that? <laughs> How did that happen? I just want to continue and try and get in as much as possible before before the year ends because I'm looking at the date and I'm realising that we're so close to the end of the year and so much has happened already and I just want to do as much as I possibly can. Uh, that's absolutely fair enough. So, so for folks that are, list, are, are listening and watching, uh, go to Daisy, jo- uh, Daisy Jenkins' match, and you may see her hit a top rope move, and then that'll make her year. So that's if there's any any uh, incentive to go to to show now, that uh, has to be it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we've got Wee Colin T asking, who's your dream opponent to wrestle? Oh, it will always be Becky Lynch. Nice simple. Oh. <laughs> It, it, is that is that just is that it, number one uh, or have you got yeah fair? number one fair enough she's the one that, um yeah I think I spoke about it in our last one mm-hmm. um but from watching her at the beginning was the was the reason why I started um so I owe a lot to her perfect uh, so we've got the uh, Westy I was about to say her Instagram handle which would have been weird uh, Westy has asked how does it feel to be the new hardest person in Fife? We've kind of covered that, but we just got a couple words just to bask in the glow of being the hardest wrestler in Fife. It feels right. 
feels like the right time. Perfect. Uh, we've got Ashley Vega asking Daisy versus Ashley Extreme Rules match. I emoji. <laughs> yeah. yeah, why not? There you go. Book it. I don't have any power. So, uh, yeah, somebody book that. Uh, we've got Judas Gray with loads, but not the question that people may think. Uh, oh. well, I'll get to that one in a second. So, we'll go Ian Skinner. Oh. I, I don't know if he's if he's made a spell mistake, but you may be able to explain if it's an inside reference. I don't get Oh, dear. He's just I'm put, scared. He just put rat bump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, is that that that? that. It's, an, it's an inside joke. Okay. Nobody would understand. I thought he just, he just like, it was a new way to say favourite. I thought it was just a cool new thing that people were going rate bump. Because yeah. no. Ian's odd that way. Um, thank you for the question, Ian. So Judas Grace <laughs> sent in three questions, and they're all, they're all fairly nice. It's, there's no DMG involved um, this time. <laughs> It's actually been quite good with asking questions that are relevant this time, uh, last few months. So Judas Gray asks, favourite opponent? So you mentioned, favorite opponent. You mentioned Roxy, you mentioned um, Lana Austin, any other favourites that you've had? Emerson Jane, Molly Spartan, Casey, everyone, Ashley Vega, um, Angel Hayes. There's so many. I can't choose. I genuinely can't choose because I've enjoyed working with everybody because everybody's so different like you said at the start like because everybody's so different you no match is the same um i think like my favorite match so that maybe not like we'll go for like favorite opponent but my favorite match was um me versus emerson jane at disco in livingston excellent choice i'm a big fan of emerson but people will not be surprised by that um <laughs> if you're just asking who are your ones to watch Oh, that's yeah, I was so just thinking hard. when you were mentioning all those names. So I think you've just you've completed Scottish wrestling and the women's side of things. So you know, yeah. you've you've already started batting the, the the men and becoming the hardest wrestler in Fife. So maybe it's, yeah. it's just, that's just the way it's progressing now. It's so hard because everybody that I feel like is one to watch is are people who are starting to burst out onto the scene. You know, um, so like you know, not being biased with FPWA, um, people, but you know. People like Frank Gallo, uh, Tommy Cartel, Talon Jr., um, The Par, uh, The Meat Factory, they're all doing amazing things. Uh, and I think, you know, they've done what they can this year and next year will be will, will be even bigger for them. So I think, you know, looking out for, for anyone coming out of FPWA um, would be a safe bet. Fantastic. And the last one he asked is build your own truth card. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's going to take me too long. It's going to take me too long. It depends on what the... Because if it was just FPWA people or if we were doing a versus... There you go. That's that's it. It could could be versus any any company. It could be any company in, in the UK. It could be it could be um, um, WrestleFest could come over and they can come to to this side this time. It's it's that's the that's the beauty with wrestling at the moment as well, especially kind of versus series is is literally you can get matches anywhere, anyone, anytime. Which to be honest, 
I would like to see an FPWA versus New Wave part two, but with different people on the card because there's so many down there that are amazing. Um, and there's so many people that we have that have progressed um, since the last one. Um, and I think we could have even more good matches between the two schools. So I'll go with that one. That's a, that's a, a nice diplomatic answer as well, because then you, you don't need to actually like... pick people. <laughs> <laughs> um, with that as well, we talked about uh, our series with, with New Wave. Is there any other promotions that you think, yeah, I could probably represent FPWA and uh, and and fight them like uh, Fair City or, or uh, you know I'm I'm now Rev Pro maybe no, FPWA versus Rev Pro you know the world well, is your I, I feel like that's you know a, a big a big ask although Rev Pro would be class um yeah I think like you know people are doing doing good things at Fair City um, I think the last the last show you know there was pretty much someone from FPWA on each match so I think somebody did make a comment online saying that it was pretty much like an FPW versus FCW and um, which is quite cool so I think that will you know there's a good relationship there so that will continue and there's some really good matches booked um, going forward there so I'm sure everybody will have loads of fun with that Um other than that I find it I find it quite hard to, I got asked this question on another podcast and I don't really know um what other schools are really you know, like down south, I don't know many of them, so like I'm not sure um, who else we could do that kind of show with. Um, I think we'll continue to work with girders as well. We've got so many good people coming through too, so um, I think next year is just going to go crazy for that sort of thing. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. You might finally take off England on the on the uh, the, the list of Have countries. I've done England twice now. Oh, sorry. Two... I, I, honestly, the Germans' cage match are ruined. What, what's England? So you made it to England. I made it to England. Um, when was it? Um, two weeks ago and last week. Two weeks in a row, actually. Wow. So, so finally, you, you've you've entered the old enemy and uh, to to show them. And this is before you were crowned the hardest hardest wrestler as well. So you're exactly. just giving them a, a wee preview of it. So yeah. was, how was the English crowd? Did you find, or were, were you stuck with any, you know, it had to be Scottish, so they would be able, what was the kind of, I'm just more intrigued now because I, I don't have any notes on this. So, um, <laughs> so. so yeah, it was different, um, but it was really cool. Um, the first one was so last minute. Um, it was for True Grit in Leeds. Um, the venue was incredible. Um, I've got pictures on my Instagram. It was like a an old church, um, but it was the sound. See, whenever you done a move and the bump, it was just incredible, um, and the crowd were amazing. But I'd literally got a phone call at half ten in the morning, um, and by half past eleven, I was in the car down to Leeds to wrestle. So that was loads of fun. Um, and then the second one last week was at UKW. So myself, Molly Spartan, Tommy Cartel and Frank Gallo um, went down um, went down there and they've got a 20-foot ring, which is the same size as the WWE ring. Um, so it was good to get experience in that. And they have like a whole arena set up. They've got a YouTube 
series and everything. So, um, yeah, it was really good. Great experience. Nothing to keep an eye out for then. So not only will Daisy be on a, a screen near you in a Twitter foot ring, uh, but also might hit a top rope move. So this is all, this is all the teases that we need for the, for so the rest things. of the year. There's so many things. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to, to catch up. I'm glad that we did it because you're one of my favorite guests to have on just because because you're you just exude positivity and that's that's the most important thing uh, especially when you get guests or but i don't I haven't had any properly glum guests but you're you're very open with with having a chat that's probably the most important mm. thing for and uh, when it comes well, to pod- you know your support as well so Thank when it comes you. to podcasts I've, I've, i mean i think we must be one of your first i'm guessing so how, how are you finding the the podcast uh media game now with with everyone trying to to get a piece of daisy jenkins for a I've done a couple now. You you were the first one, um, and I've done a couple with Soul Sessions, who I think you have um carried them now as well, yeah. Um, and then obviously like the Dubai one was really cool, um, and I've done a couple of other ones, but I, I like I think I um I enjoy doing it. Um, I think because I do like we've mentioned throughout this whole thing because I'm a little bit older, I've got some life experience. I think like I'm. I'm able to kind of express my thoughts and feelings in a way that potentially other people might not. Um, and I think that's what makes me a little bit different. Um, so, and, you know, I'm very open and honest about my journey and how I feel about things because I feel like there's bound to be somebody else who feels the same way as me, you know? So it's, you know, it's, I, I try to be as down to earth as possible because, you know, we're all in this together and it takes everyone to, to build what it is that we do. So um, if I can inspire someone in some sort of way, then that's that's the end goal. Perfect. Right. So just before we go, of course, there is merch. You have merch now. Uh, I do. have got 80s styled, uh, 80s styled retro uh, merch. Was, was Again, is that was something you designed yourself? So you're, you're, you're quite... Uh, creative in yourself is, is that something you made and and put out there did you feel you were ready to put out some merch yeah people had been asking and I'd kind of held off and I'd held off and I'd held off um and I just thought I'd see how it went because people kept asking so you know I for the amount of people that asked that's how many I'm <laughs> sorry excuse me that's how many t-shirts I got made and they're pretty much half gone already. So, um, yeah, it was it was a bit of an impulse decision. I'd been thinking about it for a long time, and then I just felt like I would just go for it. Um, so, yeah, I've got a couple of T-shirts, but it was my brother-in-law that designed it. So he designed the Sherry Martell gear, um, and then he designed those two. So very so grateful. If people wanted to buy one, and this is my, my not-so-subtle <laughs> way to get your social media uh, handles in, uh, if you wanted to buy uh, Daisy Jenkins inspired uh, merch t-shirt where can they go so to buy it I've got an, a, a big cartel store so daisyjenkins.bigcartel.com um, you can also find all the links for that on my Instagram which is daisy.jenkinspw and Daisy Jenkins on Facebook and daisy.jenkinspw on Twitter but I might, I might have got that wrong I don't use Twitter all that often Sorry, I heard the wee disdain in your voice there for just mentioning <laughs> Twitter or X or whatever it is because you, you finally oh, yeah. made finally made it there and it, I think it all died pretty much afterwards uh, with with it going yeah. X and everything. So um, yeah, you, you arrived just in time for it to to hopefully go away. 
Uh, but anyway, right, I'll leave you to the rest day because I know when it's like if you get a cough stuck there, that the last thing you want to do is talk any longer because uh, you'll end up know, popping through every question. Yeah. I can sympathize with that entirely. So I'll leave you to the rest of your day, but thank you very much for, for taking yeah, the time to catch you. up. And uh, maybe next year we'll get year three. <laughs> well, what could happen in the next year? Who knows? Exactly. Top rope go. move. Top rope move. move. That's it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it might be done in, within the next month. <laughs> Fingers crossed, but thank you very much. Thank you so much. Bye.